analyzed 80 million job postings to try and find out what were the most like essential um, skills that that are sought after. And they came up with a set of what they call durable skills. And I was laughing as I read it because it's like exactly what uh, <laughs> what Strive uh, promotes. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Strive's How You Lead Matters podcast, where we discuss everything leadership. From tapping into your motivation to feeling yourself with grit, we're here to support you as you discover the character-driven leader in yourself and those around you. I'm Caroline Lettner. And I'm Jared Smith. Hi, Jared. How are you? I am spectacular, Carolyn. I just got back from watching the weekend perform. Um, well, oh. wait, what's, it, what's today's date? Today, today is the fifteenth, so the weekend had his concert last night. You got a glow to you. How was the concert? Heavenly, magical. This was like the second time I've seen him perform, and it was even better than the first time. It like, so of course he hasn't performed for about maybe like five years now because yeah. of COVID. Um, and he did he didn't he did so he had two albums dropped since then and so he had two more like two more additional albums to play through but he also this time around he done he he did a lot more of um old albums like Starboy, uh the trilogy and so he was, brought some throwbacks like he did a little bit of everything he did a little bit of everything a couple and he did some from the ep my dear melancholy that's my, it's my favorite. I was going to ask you what your favorite was. You stole my question. Oh, I'm sorry. But yes, uh, Wasted Times. He didn't do that one. But honestly, he did stuff from the EP. So it was just, like I said, magical all around. Great night. Oh, that's so good. It's fun. A lot of fun. Was it in Philly? It was. Yep, at the Link, uh, Lincoln Financial Field, for those who don't know that lingo. But yeah, where the Eagles play. Where the Eagles play. So, Got it. Got it. it was great. I'm not going to say the phrase but you can say it if you want. <laughs> okay, you can go ahead, say it, say it. Absolutely not. Me, being from Boston, I'm not saying, I'll say go dips. I'll support my college team, but I'm not saying go birds. Absolutely not. Oh, oh, there it is, go birds. <laughs> came, it came before, I'm not saying it. So I'm trying to figure out a way to transition from the weekend and the Eagles to our guests this week uh, or this month, but we're just going to do it like this. Um, this episode is going to be super informative and I'm really excited. We've got two additional members of the Strive team. Last month we had the Delaware team. This month we have Whitney Raffo and Jill McKenzie who are part of our Strive curriculum team. They've been in the background working super hard on like really formalizing our curriculum, kind of getting it organized. There's been a lot of stuff just floating out in the universe as is Strive fashion. Um, and so they have been tasked with taking it off from the universe and, and making it make sense. So um, super hyped to, to talk to you guys today and, and hear a little bit more about it. Whitney, do you mind introducing yourself and telling us a little bit more about how you got to Strive in the first place? Well, first of all, let me say thank you for having us on today. This is awesome. We get to share some of the stuff we've been working on. So um, thank you for that. 
Uh, I'm Whitney Raffo. I'm originally from New Jersey, northern New Jersey, outside New York City. Uh, I was recruited to play field hockey at the University of Iowa, where I spent my four years and got a bachelor's degree in education. Um, from there, I uh, was a grad assistant and received my master's of education at Goucher College, where I then took over the head role as the field hockey coach at Goucher College. Um, I then decided it was probably best to use what I had done all of my learning in and actually go into teaching. So I went into teaching for 11 years where I was a math, high school math teacher, um, taught everything from algebra um, to geometry, algebra two, um, and really had a great time doing that and got to really connect with some of um, the students that I hope I impacted. Um, and based on, you know, conversations I have with them now, I know we had a great relationship and it was a lot of fun. So um, during that time, I was able to be introduced to uh, Sports Challenge, probably in around 2010, 2011, um, where I spent about two summers kind of just being a part of it. Um, and then I was also part of the um, Coaches Institute, the first Coaches Institute, um, we, where we had actually the Positive Coaching Alliance come in and do stuff with Strive, um, and it was a great atmosphere. Um, I've coached everything from basketball to golf to tennis to lacrosse to field hockey, um, and I just really believe that sports teaches so much more than just the actual skills. So um, when Bell came along and said, do you want to help us out? I mean, it was a no-brainer. I was ready to jump on board and get working. So that's what brought me to strive and um yeah that's me in a nutshell thank you mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about you your path to strive is a little different so what brought you to strive yes uh first of all i do want to thank you again for having us on it's very exciting to be here um and yeah so i'm jill mckenzie i'm originally from wilmington delaware so this is coming back home for me um, I have spent the last decade as a middle and high school English teacher, most of the time in Brooklyn. Um, and I worked in an incredible school that was part of the larger expeditionary learning network of schools, um, schools across the country. And they, they, that group was started a, a long time ago um, when the Harvard Graduate School of Education got together with the folks that run Outward Bound and said, let's let's create schools and, and learning um, that is authentic and meaningful and really character driven. Um, so everything I know about teaching and learning is based in that philosophy. Um, and even though I was teaching, reading and writing, speaking and listening, um, felt really, really strongly about uh, helping learners um, really find their passions and uh, develop the skills and competencies to, to go after them. Um, and so I spent time, I actually got to spend a lot of time studying uh, character education, even while I was teaching. Um, I went to spend some time at Character Lab in Philadelphia uh, with 
not with Angela Duckworth, but that's what she started. And I, I've gone to some of their, their trainings um, and just uh, fell in love with being able to plan for and facilitate um, advisory at our school. Uh, and so when I moved back to Wilmington for my husband's work, um, I started asking around about who in town is doing this um, absolutely essential and innovative work. Um, and I was led to strive. Uh, and so I'm here to bring everything I know about teaching and learning and character education and leadership um, to, the, to the program. And I absolutely love that it's based in sport and play because I feel very strongly that uh, we all need to spend more time playing. Thank you so much, Jill. That was one, and, and Whitney, that was very great. I'm actually very happy to have both of you on the podcast. Teaching to me is something that's very important. Both my parents are educators. Uh, my mother was a high school or is a high school guidance counselor. She's retiring this year. And my father taught in the Philadelphia schools, uh, special education in a couple of schools. So teaching, I love it. It's in my roots and I feel, I feel, I feel a good vibe right now. So I'm very glad to have you both on the podcast. And in that spirit, um, as you all have been developing this new curriculum, uh, how has your research gone? Like what has been uh, a lot of the research you've been doing? So I'll start with this one. Um, quick little fun fact about Jill and I. We are, uh, I think, like each side of the brain, like one side is uh, the math person, the other side is the English English person. So when we come together, we come together with some, uh, like we're like the superpower of the curriculum because um, it's, we both have a very deep root in uh, that play atmosphere when learning. Um, there is a place called High Tech High out in um, California, and it's basically based on um, students create their own, um, and Joe, you can jump in if you want, but <clears throat> it creates their own kind of project, and they learn through doing that project. It might be a theater project, it might be engineering, it might be, you know, um, entrepreneurship, but it's a high school truly based around on exploration. And I think when, first of all, Jill and I realized that we have this connection. Um, another connection we have ironically is uh, we both started advisories at our schools and we both called it crew. Two for different reasons probably. My crew was uh, collaborators ready to engage the world. That was our crew slogan. Um, so we both started all of these SEL and um you know character driven leadership kind of programs at our schools and it's funny talking to jill how we come together um but back to high tech high i think when we were going through a lot of this curriculum it was mostly about how can we get the um athletes students coaches you know whoever we're facilitating to to actually engage in play right like strive was is founded on play and learning um, how learning all those skills through sports so um, research that we've done we've had a lot of uh, you know time with um, strives middle school curriculum we've had a lot of time with all of the other curriculum that um, is housed in um, strives database um, but also too we had 
a ton of um, research with Angela Duckworth and the Character Lab um, from, uh, we have some wellness coaches that we've brought on board. Um, one of my favorite things that I've been able to do research in, and I think even has impacted my life is rest, like how important rest actually is. Um, and it's really fun. We were actually able to facilitate like the importance of rest with some of our student athletes that we're currently working with. And like, it was so like, you just saw that like light bulb go off in their brain. They're like, oh my God, like I spend so much time on my cell phone or I play video games until the wee hours of the night. And you're telling me that I could like actually perform better the next day, novel concept, um, with actually, uh, you know, a good amount of rest and finding all that research of like the NBA players and how they're changing their philosophy on their rest and like just the importance of um, rest in general. So that's where, I mean, this stuff is so exciting, so I could go on forever, but Jill, I'll let you jump in and <laughs> say something here. Yeah. Um, a few things come to mind for me. Um, and I want to say one thing, even though uh, we, someone called it a new, the new curriculum, I wouldn't call it new. It is a, it is a uh, organization and formalization of all of the great uh, practices that Strive has been utilizing for the past however many years and um, and it's our effort to um, just add in and enhance with the current research and to create a curriculum that will continue to evolve as new research becomes available um, and to create a curriculum that invites everyone in the Strive family to add in their best practices and their reflections. Um, we want, we really believe that uh, curriculum needs to live and breathe and grow and adapt because um, that's the world we're living in. <laughs> and so um, one thing that uh, comes up for me when I think about sort of changes and new research um, as a teacher, I think we, we all kind of spend a lot of time talking to kids about perseverance and grit and how do you overcome challenges and it becomes uh it can become um just kind of a blanket thing that we encourage everybody to do which is great and now there's also this like yes and let's take some time to actually identify your values, your passions, and use those to fuel where you're putting your energy to persevere and to demonstrate grit. Because, um, you know, we all don't need to be the best at every possible thing. It's really important for us to figure out what are our sparks, uh, which is one of my most favorite parts of the enhanced curriculum to give everyone the time and space to identify passions and values. And when those things fuel our, our grit and our, our goals, um, the conversation shifts from, you know, really trying to, to get people to take the next step to like, they're just going to go. <laughs> um, so I'm excited that we've built in a lot of 
and there was already time for self-awareness and self-reflection, but to really put it up front and um, prioritize it is a slight shift. Uh, and like Whitney said, we've been talking to um, Julie Amato. Is that how you say her? Yeah, uh, she's actually one of our like first podcast. Yeah, I thought she was on the podcast. Um, and so she's been a great help too. And some of the ways that we talk about dealing with thoughts or um, negative thoughts or fixed mindset thoughts or mistakes um, has changed over time. And uh, she's given us some great advice about bringing awareness and acceptance rather than trying to like stop thoughts and, and change them right away, um, which is something I've done a lot of reading about uh, in other places as well. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to building in just that level of, of acceptance, awareness, and shifting in, into um, positive places for, for young people to get really super aware of their thoughts and, and how they can be utilized. That's really wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Those are my two big, two big things to share. That's awesome. You both have kind of hit on it already, um, but I love hearing it in, in your own specific words. Wait, I'll pass this one to you. So kind of at the end of the day, what Strive teaches is character-driven leadership and character-driven leadership is leadership informed by like these social emotional SEL skills. Um, so why do you believe that this work, that the work that Strive does is important? Why do you think that this matters for the students, the adults, the athletes, everyone that we work with? Wait, first, what does SCL mean? SCL is social emotional learning. <laughs> Thank you, Jared. I appreciate you. <laughs> so Whitney, what do you I think? Um, so I think the uh, most important thing that Strive does is it basically allows athletes, students, coaches to be themselves. Um, and as Jill had mentioned before, the original, um, the first set of the enhanced curriculum is basically learning, you know, finding your leadership within, like within yourself, like what do you want to, um, who do you want to be? How do you want to be? How do you want to act? Um, and like filling your tank so that when you step out and actually engage with others and actually begin um you know working in a group setting then you've brought your best self to that group setting so i think too often we always with leadership we talk a lot about you know um we have leadership is about working with others working with others working with others and how you kind of lead others or how you influence others and what we've done in this curriculum is kind of take a step back and say well how do you how do you know how to do all those things unless you know yourself? Um, so what the most important part, as we found digging through all of the curriculum and kind of re, you know, revisiting some of the research that we had found previously is that you have to understand who you are and the importance that you bring to the table. Um, and with all of that comes your social emotional learning, it comes your you know, your wellness and your, your, I mean, everyone has worth and everyone is, um, you know, 
able to go out into the world and do wonderful things. And I think giving the athletes and the students and the coaches the opportunity to actually see that um, starts a great foundation for a wonderful leader. So that's where we've begun the, the curriculum. And um, <clears throat> I think that's what Strive, how they kind of set themselves apart from other leadership you know, programs. This is, this is truly a whole inclusive um, atmosphere of um, everyone has the, you know, best talents and in, in a great atmosphere and we come together and make it, you know, something so wonderful. So um, I think that's, that's where Strive is right now. I love that. I feel, Jill, I want to get to you, but like really quick, I want to jump on that idea of like everyone has a space. Every time I'm facilitating sessions, I always start with the fact that like there aren't really wrong answers here. And so that's different from how school may feel. Students are constantly worried about like raising their hand because it might be the wrong answer or participating in a way because they're scared it might be wrong. And in Strive sessions, it's like the only wrong answer here is if you're not being authentic to yourself, if you're giving us answers that you think we want to hear versus what is true to you, right? So yesterday I was running a session and I was talking, they were creating life maps and we were talking about significant events that have happened in our past, as well as where we're trying to go, our future selves. Um, and one kid I think was trying to be that kid and was like, oh, well, like I ate this sandwich this one time and that was important to me. And I was like, amazing. Why did it matter to you? And he was like so stunned. Obviously, again, ideal state, we're taking it a little bit further than that, right? But great. Like, why did that matter to you? Why was that important to you? Do you want to become a chef? Do you want to do this? All of these things. And that immediately switches the space for kids of like, oh, I can genuinely be myself in this space. And I'm not trying to be molded into this one size fits all thing. I get to be me. And like, that's why SEL and all of that stuff matters to me. But I'll stop being a nerd for a moment. And Jill, why does SEL matter to you? Why does this work matter to you? Well, um, I think these, I, I'm i going to go on the record on a podcast and say this. I think that uh, these skills are the most important skills that everyone needs uh, in order to live fulfilling lives. Um, so that really sums it up. <laughs> um, and I, I think that you know, traditional, traditional school settings are a little, they're, they're definitely realizing that, um, but they're a little bit slower to be able to change the systems and accountability measures that make it possible to prioritize um, these skills in a, in a different way that, um, you know, than they already are. Uh, and before coming to, to strive, um, I was working on a, an interesting project that had me consolidating lots of research and reports about the future of work and the future of education. Um, and the way that the way that we work is changing the way um, the way that uh, we have access to information is constantly changing. And so, what it seems the best we can do for young people is to set them up with the skills so that they 
can be flexible and agile and they know themselves well and they have the skills to go after um, their passions and uh, contribute, um, make active contribution to the world around them. And I think all of the all of the core practices of the Strive Five and all of the practices that um, Strive has been teaching for uh, the last few decades are exactly the skills that they will need to do that. Um, is that, yeah, but, so is that why you're kind of, that fulfillment, you were talking about that research, does that, how does that tie into the fulfillment piece? I was very interested, I'm taking notes over here, because like, because right now I have fulfillment equals kind of authenticity or authentic. And that's yeah. kind of what I got from your last comment. And I just wanted you to talk more about that one. Yeah, I think um, there was a lot of, uh, when I started out teaching, there was a lot of talk about, we have to close achievement gaps and we have to get everybody um, doing well on the standardized tests. And that is still very important and now, um, fortunately, we're coming to hopefully a new definition of equity. That means that everybody is getting what they need in order to thrive. It's not about closing a gap or doing well in a test. It's about, are you engaged in learning that is helping you identify who you are, the problems that you think need to be solved, and ultimately providing you with the skills that's the content that's needed, the skills um, and the experiences and the relationships that will ultimately allow you to go out and fulfill that um, and thrive. So yeah, I think these transferable skills that Strive teaches are exactly those things that, that help us do that. Um, and I'll share uh, um, recently uh, a group called America Succeeds did this study where they analyzed 80 million job postings to try and find out what were the most like essential um, skills that, that are sought after. And they came up with a set of what they call durable skills. And I was laughing as I read it because it's like exactly what uh, <laughs> what Strive uh, promotes and the durable skills of all of these millions of job postings, the most that were sought after were collaboration, communication, growth mindset, <laughs> leadership, mindfulness, <laughs> among others. You're like, okay, here we are, we are Strive. We want to help you have all of these things so you can go and do whatever whatever career you would like and uh, have the awareness to also be taking care of yourself so that you can continue to, to thrive and reach those goals. Well, and I just thought of a um, new slogan. It's uh, thrive with Strive, right? Thrive with Strive. <laughs> But um, I will add, I yeah, so that's so refreshing. Um, I'll add too that um, in some of the research that I've gone through too is that school isn't the same that school once was. And the way we learn and how we are gonna have to learn in the future 
um, is no longer the same. So it used to be that you went to school and you learned for your specific trade or you learned for to move on to university. Um, and then in a university, you did, um, you know, a, a, you know, your specific kind of education. Um, and then you went and did that job. And so now what they're seeing actually is that people aren't doing the same jobs that they got their degrees in. Um, and not at all, right? So we are um, doing jobs and then learning a new thing and then doing a different job and then learning a new thing. So it's not just um, important to learn math, to learn English, to learn science, to learn whatever it is that your job could possibly be in. Um, it's mostly important to learn how to learn. And with Strive, the confidence that is given to um, our participants is mostly, you know, that individual need for I have confidence that I can go out into the world and impact it in a positive way, right? And I can, in any situation, I can brush it off and, and grow. I can move on and I can, you know, do what I need to do to be better in every situation. Um, and Strive really fits the, mo the new model of education and the new model of really jobs and work, you know, workforce readiness. So, um, it's and been it's really been awesome. doing that for a long time. I should have yeah. added that as to why I came to Strive. I think I wrote that in a little Strive blurb earlier, but Strive has had the wisdom of this, right? Since the beginning of Strive and the rest of the world is catching up. But so Strive has always known that these things were incredibly important. Yeah, right. it's, really, it's really powerful to be in the space and to be on the shoulders of 25 plus years of experience in this space that like, it's just so cool to see the rest of the world start to line up with what I agree with you, Jill and Witt, like what Strive has known for so long. And it's so impactful to realize that these are the skills that people are looking for, for the long term constantly in sessions I hear students feel frustrated about school and other spaces that they're in because they don't see the connection between what I'm doing in this classroom and what I'm going to want to go out and do in the real world but strive is unique in that every single thing that we do you know it can be immediately impactful tell me um, how you really feel <laughs> listen you know, like goal setting, that's something that I've been super focused on right now is like, I don't have tangible goals for where I want to be in five years. And it doesn't have to be that like five year plan that's super stringent, but I constantly teach students about why specific goal setting matters and doing kind of like the whoop method that we're now introducing. Like when was the last time I sat down and did that for myself? It's so impactful. It's so important. Um, you both have started to hit on some little, yes. <laughs> What is that? What is that? What is that? Explain what that is. So um, we've created these bag tags that are basically um, on one side it says strive how you leave matters uh, and the other side is your whoop goal. So every day when I grab my bag, I get an opportunity to look at my whoop goal and keep hitting That's home cool. at it. So yes, whoop is um, <laughs> our new, sorry, whoop is our new, um, well not new, it's a it's a goal setting. Uh, what was it? Enhanced. 
yeah and it's a yeah, it's yes also, um but it's also it's not invented by us it was no not it was at invented all. by angela duckworth and character lab we're just we're borrowing their research yes um but it's kind of where smarter goals were very you know strategic and like i i personally could never do a smarter goal because i felt like too confined like if i didn't do this i was a failure um and so um i have my individually self um embraced whoop goals and so what it stands for is your wish so what do you want to you know achieve what's your major wish um the outcome so if you obtained that wish what would what would you you know what would you see yourself doing um and then any obstacles that arise and then planning for those obstacles so um the reason I like it is because a it gives you the opportunity to be positive, right? Like you first start out positive. This is my wish and this is what's going to happen. But also like not just sitting and daydreaming about it, like actually giving what uh, what I'm going to do when obstacles are always out there, right? So what am I going to do when those when you know um whatever given obstacle it is rises and then I plan it out. So I know when I face that obstacle I've got a plan for it. And then I keep doing that um, until I kind of reach my goal. So whoop it up with your goals if you haven't already. Yeah, the part of whoop goals that I actually really like is that obstacle piece. And I was talking to students in a session the other day about it because I feel like New Year's resolution is an easy one to go off of. So many of us set New Year's resolutions. Jared's face is summarizing kind of how I feel about them. Usually we set them and then they never get achieved. And I feel like that obstacle piece is what gets in the way because we set these super idealistic goals and we're like, all of a sudden the obstacles as to why I didn't, I don't know, mine was always stand up straighter. My dad will that I'm saying this I've always tried to work on my posture like still when I'm 27 I have to like remind myself to put my shoulders back but we've we dismiss the obstacles that we face that led us to not achieving that goal in the past because we try to be idealistic in our goal setting but that sets us up for failure because then we face it and we're like oh well can't do it because ran into this and whoop allows you to proactively work against those obstacles and figure it out rather than having those obstacles be an excuse. My new year's go ahead, go ahead, Julie. Sorry. Uh, and it ties into so many other things that we talk about and strive, like having a growth mindset. Like if you're already thinking about obstacles and planning on how you're going to overcome them, um, it ties into just building up the mental habit of like, I can get through obstacles. Like, here's what I do. Um, and, and building up that, that confidence. So yeah, I, I really like that part of it too. <laughs> Jill, are there any other like sneak previews of the enhanced curriculum that you could, that you would want to share with us? Like what else excites you about what's in there? Um, I already mentioned this, but I, I just love uh, spending time thinking about sparks, which is, uh, you know, wh what, uh, how we're calling your passions, the things that light you up. Um, and, you know, when talking to like uh, super dedicated athletes or, you know, this or that, it might sound like a, 
a fluffy thing to talk about, but I firmly believe that the closer we all can get to identifying those things about ourselves and bringing out our truth, like just being able to share that with teammates and, uh, or classmates or whoever, um, so that not only do you know yourself better, you know each other better, you can really build on each other's strengths and build each other up um, and bring lots of joy, the more joy we can we can bring to the hard stuff, um, just makes the hard stuff that much easier. Uh, and I think, I think we'd be in, in a, we'll continue to be in a better place um, when we're all like really in touch with, with those things that light us up, will help us know how to fill our tanks, fill each other's tanks, and therefore we can all progress together. Absolutely. Wait, what about you? What else excites you about the enhanced curriculum? So I think what's really exciting about the curriculum and a little sneak peek is um, all of our wellness. Um, so we have always had kind of something about mindfulness, but now we're taking it a step further. And I talked previously about rest and the importance of rest, but also the importance of um, body neutrality. So we had Dr. Sh um, Shira Evans um, doing some work with us. And basically uh, what we've kind of put into the curriculum is that athletes don't have a specific body type or people don't have a specific body type and kind of being okay in your shoes. And that goes back to like being confident and um, loving yourself for who you are. And that first kind of harness your power um, portion of the Strive Five. Um, so we, you know, it's, uh, I think, important. And I think um, for a lot of young women specifically, and a lot of young males too, but just ide identifying that um, you are as good as, you know, you are. You don't have to look outside and or, you know, feel bad about yourself because other people look differently than you do. So, um, and then also too, that like, um, in a lot of senses, few, the food that we intake, especially for athletes, is our fuel. So um, we get the opportunity to kind of dive into that in the curriculum and um, all of that, you know, wonderful kind of changing the narrative when it comes to body image, when it comes to, you know, food and dieting and um, uh, just the awareness of our health um, in general. So uh, I've enjoyed going into that stuff and, um, I can't wait to kind of share it with everybody else and, uh, hopefully they, they enjoy it as much as I, I do. Yes. Yes, for sure. Okay. Caroline, it is the fa is my favorite time of the show. It's time for you to ask your question. Oh my God, Jared, you made me so excited. I thought you were going to ask it. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to do it. No, I never ask your question. It's your question. Our question. This is Be our podcast. They don't want to hear me. They want to hear you. We all want to hear you. What do you mean? <laughs> all right. I will say it anyways. But um, so, I mean, and I was thinking about this the other day of potentially like rephrasing this question to fit into. So strive is strive how you lead matters, right? And so when we talk about leadership, we talk about the character driven piece of it being connected. So when you both think about leadership and what it looks like authentically to you, instead of asking, how do you define leadership? I'm gonna take it a slightly different way and say, how do you lead? 
Like, what does your leadership look like? I'll let either one of you start with that one, whoever's feeling inspired. Um, I'll take it first, Jill, if you don't mind. Um, so I am a proponent, like I'm kind of a quiet person and I kind of stick to myself and just get my job done. But I have always been a lead by example person. Um, and I would say that as I've grown, I've seen the value of lead by understanding. So, um, and I think like, that's really what's brought me to strive and um, brings me back home is that um, my teaching experience and my coaching experience and um, just by having the empathy towards others, um, having the, the knowledge to know when someone may not be having their best day and how can I fill their tank, um, having the understanding that we all bring something different to the table every single day. And um, it's been, you know, kind of what's driven me as a teacher and how I've connected with my students. But I think you have to find that connection and you have to lead with understanding in order to be the most successful um, in anything you do. Uh, so um, one of our main things about our curriculum right now is um, connection over content. So you know, if you have a, a group that you're working with and um, and this is what we train all of our uh, strive facilitators in, like get to know them first and the content will come and the learning will come and the play is that great time to get to know them. Um, so I would say that I'm definitely a leader by example, but I would definitely really throw in there as I've gotten older, I would be a lead by understanding as well. well Joe, what about you? How do you lead? Uh, a lot of similar ideas to what Wit just said, so I won't re-say them. Um, in terms of leading myself, uh, I have, over the, you know, in growing up, um, I've noticed that I used to think um, I just needed to achieve and and be successful, whatever was put in front of me. Um, and that was like my driving force. And it took me far too long to realize that I should pay attention to and even identify like my values and my passions and focus, uh, you know, my drive to achieve in specific areas. So the way that I'm I've noticed a shift in myself in terms of how I'm, I lead myself in taking more time to reflect, um, more time to, uh, when I get deep into work or in um, any sort of communication and engagement with other people, like really uh, trying to set intentions um, and focus there because I can get really carried away with just trying to do a great job or uh, trying to accomplish something or be productive. And I'm trying to be more intentional uh, in that way in terms of leading myself. Um, and then in terms of leading others, everything Wit said, absolutely. Um, the only thing I would add is uh, 
I don't, I don't even know if I can do this, but I see it in other people and I'm, I'm really uh, impressed. Um, one of the greatest leaders I've, I've had the chance to work with, she had an, an impressive ability to um, establish a vision and really hold tight to it and still uh, treat everyone like using the platinum rule of how treat them how they would want to be treated and know and know deeply people's strengths and areas of growth and areas of interest and tailor um, her interactions with them to bring out the best and to help them grow uh, while still treating them with the platinum rule and holding on to the ultimate vision for everyone. And that's incredibly challenging. Um, but uh, I think I think we're all striving <laughs> to to get there in terms of leading others. Cool. Well, it was an absolute pleasure to have you both on to talk to you. Love chatting about social emotional learning and character driven leadership and all the things in between. So I super appreciate you. Glad to be on a team with you and Jared, always good. I hope that your weekend continues to be as good as it started yesterday. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, everybody. Yes, thank you for the time. We appreciate it. And thank you to everyone who tuned in today. How You Lead Matters podcast comes out on a monthly basis. And if you are looking for more content, where should they look, Jared? You can follow us on all socials at How You Lead Matters or email us today to schedule your own Strive workshop. Talk to you next month. Peace.